Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean-Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. Okay, hold on. This thing is very old and I don't even know if it still works. It does! Right, this is my high school band from 30 years ago. We were called Room 46. I'm the one on the drums. Man, we were going to be so famous. Should have known we'd never get far. But you don't have to play an old six-string to make it big in the music industry. I mean, you know, I started off playing the guitar quite well, but certainly not well enough to do it professionally. You know, a bit of DJ. Then got a job at Music Week, which is the music industry trade paper. And then moved across to work in labels. I worked at Polydor, which is one of Universal's labels, and gradually kind of expanded my role ever since then. Selena Webb expanded her role to become Universal Music's EVP in the UK in 2016. She's one of the most influential people in the biz here, making the careers of countless big acts. I remember a colleague of mine, going back a long time now, went to university with Slow Patrol and came in with a cassette and said, oh, you know, would it be okay if I spoke to the A&R team about this band? I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. So yeah, the music industry is full of glamour. It is an exciting place to work, but it is also a business just like any other. And just like any other, it has to look after its employees. That includes the artists. We're going to be talking to Selena about things like coping with the stress of being successful in the modern era, how Universal's encouraging neurodiversity in the workplace, and the challenges of innovating in an ever-changing environment. Like that time streaming became a thing. But when we meet Selena, the first thing I want to know is, what's the state of the music industry in the UK today? I say it's a really exciting time to be in music. I mean, it's always been a fast-moving business, and all the time I've been working in labels, which is over 20 years now. But the pace of change at the moment, I mean, I've never known anything like it. And it presents challenges for artists, it presents challenges for our teams. But this kind of sense of not knowing quite what opportunity is going to be around the corner, but being sort of ready to embrace it makes it a very exciting time. That's one aspect of it. I think in terms of competition, that's something we, you know, you have to think about. Around 100,000 new tracks are uploaded to Spotify every day. That's kind of an estimate, but hasn't been challenged. 
that's just new music uploaded every day to join the whole history and whole catalogue of um, popular music that's there already. That that makes it you know really hard to cut through, particularly as a new artist. And it's taking longer than ever for new artists to cut through. It can take sort of two or three years. So that that's definitely a shift. Yeah, and I imagine, I mean, you've said you've worked in the industry for 20 years. A lot of that must have just been constant transition. I'd imagine the music industry must almost feel chaotic at times because it's always changing. Everything's constantly changing all the time. Yeah, I mean, it has always been fast-paced, but I, I, I do kind of look back and think it was a little simpler before. I mean, there were certainly fewer gatekeepers. You know, you didn't get played by Radio 1. It was, you knew it was going to be an uphill struggle. Whereas now there are, you know, so many different ways of connecting sort of directly to fans, as well as through lots of different media, lots of different platforms. And yeah, there's, there's kind of new things coming along all the time. What's been the most exciting thing for you in the last 20 years? I do think streaming is, is extraordinary. I mean, as a music fan, just being able to kind of carry around the whole history of popular music in your back pocket and, and listen to that music for £9.99 a month. I mean, that... That is really exciting. I mean, as, as I mentioned, it's it, it's challenging in in terms of how a new artist could cut through. But as a music fan, that's that's brilliant. And, and also for for younger fans, discovering what we might think of as older music, but discovering it for the first time. I mean, you know, hearing Stevie Wonder for the first time. I mean, it's just brilliant. You know, so <laughs> so that that that's a very exciting shift. But what are those challenges that new artists are facing today? What's the difference between an artist in the 80s, for example, to an artist now? I think that, you know, there's, there's advantages and disadvantages to the, to the way the market has evolved. I mean, I think there are far more routes to market. I mean, streaming has definitely democratised music for, for fans as well as music makers. I mean, you and I could record a duet, get it up there. Do well. Do really well, I, I'm sure. But actually finding a sort of meaningful audience is very challenging. One of the exciting things is that artists can be global from day one. And that's definitely a change in the industry. It used to be that you'd kind of grow a fan base locally in the UK and then you'd go out and and see who liked your music elsewhere in the world. But now you can, because of the streaming platforms, you're often running globally straight away. You know, finding those kind of groups of fans all around the world and sort of join, joining them together is something we look to do for all of our new artists. Does that normally become a challenge for marketing, for example, when there are so many routes that people are having to take to discover artists? Does it make it difficult to keep an overview of how things are working? I mean, are things just constantly taking you by surprise? Absolutely. I mean, there are lots of plates to keep spinning, for sure. I mean, our teams tell us that as much go- work goes into releasing one single as used to be the case for a whole album campaign. I mean, we were looking at um, the launch of one of our artists and the team said they'd created, I hate the word content, but they'd created a hundred different pieces of content. So that might be, you know, backstage footage or, you know, a kind of unboxing of the new record. Or, I mean, literally countless creative ideas which kind of can connect with different fans or different platforms. It's a, it's a little bit sort of relentless in that respect. 
How do you keep up with all of that, Selena, to keep on top of all that? Is it stressful? I mean, genuinely is exciting. I mean, I, I, I do get up every day and feel lucky that I kind of get paid to go to gigs and listen to music. And you now I have to do spreadsheets and sort of the, the dull, serious stuff as well. But it, it is never boring. I mean, you're kind of swept along. You know, you never know what the new new music's going to come around the corner, what the new new platform, what new routes to market, and and that does make it exciting. And I think the team here love it as well. You kind of have to love it to to you have to, you know, you you live it, you love it in music. What about these artists themselves? It must be exciting, but it must also be a huge amount of pressure on them as well, just trying to break through. I mean, it's something I'm really, really mindful of. I mean, it's very challenging to be an artist at the moment. I mean, you know, as well as the sort of particular challenges of the pandemic and, the, you know, the pressures on touring at the moment with the exponential rising costs. I mean, there's those things, but there is just the having to connect with your fans constantly. There's no kind of down period. People talk about it being a very kind of always on world. I mean, my boss says, how about not being always on, but being occasionally brilliant? And what he means is, you know, being a bit more strategic with your time and having some downtime. Kind of back in the day, you'd kind of look at a promotional schedule for an artist and think, how could you kind of pack as much great promotion in, you know, to help their career? Yeah. Whereas now we're a lot more mindful of actually where are the days off, where's the balance? And we've actually put together a, a sort of artist welfare program and much more kind of formal, you know, obviously we've always been there to sort of support artists mm. that needed us, but it's a more formal program, the idea being to, to prevent issues down the line, kind of checking in with every new artist, putting them together with a counsellor, giving them tips on social media, you know, giving them sort of tips on making sure they take that downtime and they don't kind of work too hard because it is, it is relentless. Yeah, I think a lot of people might be quite surprised by it because the music industry, it's known to be cutthroat and brutal and ruthless. Has it ever actually been like that in your experience, though, Selena? Or is it a caring industry? Do people genuinely look out for each other? The teams are just so passionate about their artists, and it's and it's definitely a kind of a shared vision. You know, they understand what their artist is trying to achieve creatively, and they work really, really hard, and you know, in partnership with them to sort of get success. I mean, that, that's what drives it. And no, I, I don't recognize that description. I, well, I understand that people think that, but in, you know, in all the time I've been in the industry, it, it's very much about you know, passionate people working in partnership with musicians. I mean, just listen to those skills. I totally could have been kooky from the pistols. It's not too late, so I'm going to play some tapes to Selena. It might be best if you wait outside and listen to some ads instead, just in case it blows your mind. And hit the follow button on your podcast provider so you never miss an episode of How to Be a CEO. It's a hit show, you know. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. 
feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How did you get into the industry, Selena? Well... I don't think there's one particular path that anyone takes. You know, that kind of being a huge music fan, it is a given. I mean, I, you know, I started off playing the guitar quite well, but certainly not well enough to do it professionally. You know, a bit of DJing, you know, that kind of thing. Um, ended up getting a job at my local paper, then did the music column, then got a job at Music Week, which is the music industry trade paper, became editor of Music Week, got to know everyone in the industry pretty much i mean it is a small business those networks are very important and then moved across to work in labels i worked at polydor which is one of universal's labels and gradually kind of expanded my role ever since then that switch from the journalism side to the actual working on the label side when did you decide to make that decision and was it a hard one or was it quite an easy one for you to make? Truthfully, I got persuaded. You know, I, I fancied myself as a serious journalist at that time, a serious editor. Yeah, wasn't wasn't 100% convinced. Had, you know, got persuaded to make the leap and have never regretted it. I mean, I've absolutely loved my time working in labels. What was the first day like? Was it daunting? Did you go, I, I know exactly what I'm doing here? Or did you say, actually, I might need some help? Actually, I mean, I knew... I remember sitting around the boardroom table at Polydor my first day and I knew most people around the table. It goes back to what I said about it being a very small industry. So I think it was a fairly comfortable, a fairly comfortable switch. I mean, what surprised me was how fast paced it was in the label. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think I, I detected that from outside. But even back then, it was super frenetic. Well, it stayed the same in the last 20 years. I think... Um, the A and R process is the one bit of the business that hasn't hasn't changed as much. So A and R stands for artists and repertoire, and and that's the bit where the team go out and discover, you know, exciting new artists, form partnerships with them, record their new record, and then and then hand it over. So it's a, the more the kind of promotional marketing part has changed a lot more than the traditional recording of the music part. It must be an incredible thrill when someone in A and R says you really need to hear this act. And then you do. I mean, has there ever been a moment like that for you? Can you talk about the discovery of maybe a particular talent where you've gone, that is special, straight away? I mean, it, ha it does happen quite a lot, actually, which is brilliant. I do remember hearing Michael Kibaluka for the first time and just just being so moved by his music. I just found it absolutely magical. I remember hearing Sam Smith's voice for the first time on the disclosure track and 
you, you just knew that Sam was going to be a huge star. I remember a colleague of mine, I'm going back a long time now, went to university with Slow Patrol and came in with a cassette and said, oh, you know, would it be okay if I spoke to the A&R team about this band? As you know, they went on to be huge, huge global success yeah. story. So yeah, I mean that I mean that kind of discovery of new artists and then helping new artists along along the road, I mean, is genuinely what we're all here for. I mean, there's lots of other aspects of the job. Yeah. That is the bit that we all get the buzz from. Is it lots of people in a room listening to, you know, like an MP3 or is it in the car? Where are those moments for you and and, and do you stop? You know, you can listen to music in it. I mean, I, I I still do enjoy listening to music on a CD in a car. That's quite old fashioned of me, but you know. In terms of that's actually where I've got my best sound system. Um, <laughs> but now, I mean, you're constantly listening to music all over the place in all, in, all di- in all different ways. Where are things going next? Is there going to be anything as seismic as when streaming arrived? I mean, it's impossible to predict what's, what's going to come after streaming. I mean, there, but there are new innovations happening, you know, right across the business all the time. I would certainly not sit here and say it's going to stay the same. I mean, I think streaming still has growth in it there's lots of emerging markets around the world where you know that there are still lots of people to discover streaming there are areas you know there's huge tech innovation coming around the corner we're working on e-commerce finding sort of new ways of connecting with fans how to have this sort of direct conversations with fans is quite a big part of what we're looking you know we're, we're looking at that quite closely at the moment i would fully anticipate the evolution to continue over the, next, yeah. over the next few years. I mean, gaming, fitness, there's just so many areas where music is kind of plugging in and finding new audiences. Yeah, that must be relatively new markets for you. People using apps to propel music in those. That would have been within your lifetime in the music industry, Selena, people putting music into video games. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think it's gone up another level than last, you know, last couple of years. I mean, we had Easy Life, a band from Leicester, sort of performed within Fortnite. That was quite an interesting yeah. thing. So you got the band from Leicester finding this global audience via via a game, you know, and and those kind of opportunities come along, and we're we're kind of always ready to embrace them. Yes, yeah, so you do have, I, I guess, a future division. People looking out for future trends. How important is it to keep up with what's coming next? To keep young, I guess. I mean, absolutely, that's absolutely crucial. I mean, I think it's worth bearing in mind that Universal is, you know, a group of labels, and yeah. that you, you know. Polydor, Ireland, EMI, I don't need to list them all, but, you know, fantastic um, group of labels. And, and and now, you know, we have kind of innovation people in every one of those teams. We're right. always looking down the tracks as to what's what's coming, what's coming next. And, you know, it's also a very young company. Um, and I think I always say to someone, you know, coming into the business, you know, who could be, you know, a young person, know your worth. Because I mean, we're you know we're we're a business that thrives on people who kind of think differently, have different perspectives, come from different backgrounds. So you know those people coming in as a music fan, real knowledge of all the kind of latest way in which fans are connecting with music is really valuable to us. So we're always kind of great to hear what they've got to say and what, what we can learn from them as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess having a genuine passion and interest in music must be vital when working inside a label. Yes, it is. It makes it fun as well, but it, I, I, think it, I think it is essential. That is the one thing we all have in common. What's next for you, Selena? What have you got your eye on right now? The beauty of this job, I've never had to really think about my career as such. I mean, it yeah. kind of just sort of, you know, exciting challenge comes around the corner. 
a quite regular basis. I mean, a couple of years ago, I found myself kind of co-chairing the Brit Awards, a show that I've you know been to, lucky enough to have been to sort of 30 in a row, right from the sort of Sam Fox McFleetwood one. No, you weren't there for that, were you? That's legendary. It was the first sort of TV recording I'd ever sat in. I remember thinking, God, I think that uh, TV recordings were normally this ropey. <laughs> well, no, it was just ropey. Uh, it was the 30 years of Brit Awards, then ending up kind of co-chairing it with Rebecca Allen in 2021, which turned out to be one of the kind of first big live events after the pandemic, which was a huge honour, very exciting, challenging, but exciting. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, one of the things that we're working on at the moment is the second edition of our Creative Differences Handbook, which was something we put together around neurodiversity in the creative industries. So... You know, we're looking at diversity of our teams in, in all respects, but when we were considering neurodiversity, we couldn't really find anything to help us. Um, ended up publishing our own book, speaking to lots of people with lived experiences, lots of experts, and it's just a book of very practical tips for you know companies that are interested in hiring people from different neurodiverse backgrounds, you know, dyslexia, autism, ADHD, that kind of thing. And um, it's been received incredibly well. I mean, we, we, we did it for the creative industries, but we've actually had a response from companies of all types all around the world who said, this is really useful. Thank you. What sort of advice are you giving in that? Is there anything you can share? Well, I think the first important thing is, is around recruitment processes. So, you know, if you're dyslexic, for instance, you know, filling in an online form to apply for a job where it might even be difficult to use spell check is, is not ideal. So we've made it very flexible in terms of how you can actually apply for our roles. You know, you don't have, you know, you can say whether you'd like to do a Zoom or in person or, you know, whether, whether you'd like to photograph the room where the interview might happen whether you want to do a, a recording rather than a written application. So just, just giving total flexibility. You know, sometimes just the recruitment process can put off an incredibly talented person. So that's one key thing. And the other key thing is making sure that the rest of the team are familiar with any support that, you, that, that uh, you know, a new, new person joining the team might, might need. And also kind of, kind of really practical things about environments, about lighting and, you know, noise cancelling headphones and things that could help support a team member. It's kind of an example of how music flows through all aspects of life. What's working in music can work in most areas of life. I mean, music is one of the biggest influences there is. I mean, the, the power of music, I mean, obviously, I very much acknowledge the power of music, but it really is huge. I mean, I mean we're also doing some work around music and dementia which is you know, another, another place where it can be incredibly powerful. There was a report called the Power of Music Report, and we're helping with a platform that enables kind of care homes and people working with individuals with dementia actually to get a sort of bespoke playlist to them. And yeah, I do find my role kind of takes me in all sorts of different directions that I couldn't have foreseen because music does open those doors. Given everything that's happened over the last 20 years, when you made that shift from editor to where you are now, do you miss it? Do you want to be the editor of Music Week again? I do love writing. And so I do do a sort of sneaky press release now and again. I really enjoy, <laughs> really enjoy doing the writing. But no, I absolutely love working in labels and working with artists and music. I really, really feel blessed to work in this business. 
That was Selena Webb from Universal Music. For more interviews, news and analysis, head to standard.co.uk forward slash business or pick up the Evening Standard newspaper. How to Be a CEO is back every Monday morning. I'd love to see you again then. And I promise not to play any old demo tapes. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.